When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. What's it doing? Designing my new 2021 Nissan Kicks Online in the Kicks Color Studio. I give each a special name. This one's electric blue, orange, red, white. I call it the gumball machine. You think it's me? I feel like you're more of a red velvet guy. Limitless possibilities. With over 100 million available color combinations and Bose Personal Plus system in the boldly new 2021 Nissan Kicks. Bose is the registered trademark of the Bose Corporation. Color combinations include interior and exterior colors. Customization is an available feature subject to availability at participating Nissan dealers. See dealer for details. The Madhouse Chicago Hockey Podcast is brought to you by Triple Threat Sports, Marishka's in Crest Hill, Chuck's Southern Comforts Cafe, Rabbit Brewing in Homewood, Illinois, and by Michael Elwood of Remax First Service, serving the Chicagoland area. Here are your hosts, NBC Chicago's James Naveau and 670 The Scores hockey guy, Jay Zawoski. Let's drop the puck. Welcome in, my friends, to the latest off-season edition of the Madhouse Chicago Hockey Podcast. My name is James Naveau from NBC5 Chicago. And with me, as always, it's been a couple weeks, but you know what? Jay and I decided that we needed to yell at each other and tell you interesting hockey things. Mm. Jay Sawaski of 670 The Score is here to help me do that. Jay, how's life, my friend? How are the narwhals doing? The narwhals are one and two, um, but they're doing well. We've got the uh, – our team is very – Addy softball team, by the way, is the, the gnarly narwhals, to get the name completely correct Sorry. for the record. Um, we've got a mix of really good players and then girls that don't know what a softball is. Um so it's always kind of a balance of, okay, well, we've got three people on base, but now our next two hitters are literally standing on top of home plate. So those runs are probably not going to cross the plate. I have learned that softball at this level is basically a coin flip. If a girl sticks her bat out and it hits it, great. You could beat a team 20 to nothing and lose 20 to nothing to the same team the next day because it's all just luck. Does the ball land in the girl's glove? Does it, you know what I mean? Do they slip? Do they actually pick the ball up? Do they know where second base is? Um, so it's been fun, though. I love doing it. It's super fun. But, yeah, it's good. It's good. And, by the way, in your intro, you need to add now um, author to my title. Uh, yeah, whatever, dude. Can you please pay me the respect? I so well, how, Okay, first of all, how many chapters have you written? Four and three sidebars. What a see, good deal. But by the way, Jay has not interviewed me for the book yet. I'm still waiting. I when I get desperate for quotes, I will reach out to you. 
I'm glad I'm like your uh, last chance Hail Mary. That makes me feel really good. You are um, going to be in the acknowledgments. If there is such a, sec- a section, you will be in the acknowledgments. Oh, my God. So not only are you telling me that I'm probably not going to be interviewed for the book, there might not even be an acknowledgment section. Dude, you're... Just really batting a thousand for making me feel like crap tonight, man. All right. Well, if all right. So here, if every Blackhawk in history says no to writing the forward and Ramblin' Grimace, because he has first, if all of them say no, then you can do it. I just want to. I just want to be acknowledged. That's all. Like I don't. I don't need to write the forward. I don't need to have my name on the book jacket. Forward by James Naveau. I hope to eventually write my own book someday. But I just want some acknowledgement, man. That's you, all. Your name will come up. I promise we, you. We, we get it. We get it. You're the big celebrity. Yeah, sure. Uh huh. Just, I'm just saying. Just put author in my title from here on out. Uh, yeah, I'll see if I remember that. Um, um, you know right, what you so can you know do, what? James. Enough, I know what you can do. Really dallying, Jay. No, We've man. got news to talk about. Uh, yeah. Well, I know what you can do in the book. You can write the Slater Cuckoo chapter. Oh, thank God! I'm so glad I get that opportunity. For those of you who don't know. Defenseman Slater Cuckoo received a $60,000 raise for next season and inked a one-year contract with the Chicago Blackhawks, avoiding restricted free agency. Jay, I'm looking forward to your book book length <laughs> ex- explanation of why the Blackhawks decided to re-sign Slater Cuckoo and go. I think they traded an asset for him when they traded Jan Ruda. They got him for cheap. Um... I don't know. He got better as year went on. He's still not great, but as a six or a seven, you could do worse than him, I think. And when you look at the way it appears the Blackhawks are building their defense, and you mentioned it off the air, this is sort of telling us how the Blackhawks see their defense developing in the future. And we're going to get a much better picture in the offseason when, A, if they draft Bowen Byram, and then, B, if they try to sign Eric Carlson you'll know they're going for an offense-first defense. Um, And Slater Cuckoo plays into that role. Maybe this is what they're doing. Maybe they're just throwing caution to the wind and say, you know what, we're not going to be able to stop anybody, so we're going to score like hell Um, and bring in these fleet-footed, not-so-strong defensively, you know, not-so-strong of defenders. Um, I don't know. I'm not – a lot of people are mad about this. I can't be mad about it on May 14th. Um, but again, it's a depth defenseman. You can never have too many of those. And if it does become a problem, you can ship them off for future considerations or send them down or there's, it's not anything that's going to stop you from doing anything you want to do down the road. So why not have another defenseman, you know, you kind of trust at least to be decent and play okay minutes and go from there. I don't think it's anything to really get worked up about. Mm. Well, I mean, we saw this year. I mean, you managed to get an asset for Brandon Manning, who is making about one point three million more than Slater Cuckoo is scheduled to make next season. So if it's an absolute cluster with Slater Cuckoo, they are going to be able to either bury him in the AHL. No, you know, ifs, ands, or buts about it with the salary cap. You won't have to worry about that. And if he's good, then he's a really good discounted piece on your blue line. I'm not saying that he's going to be, you know, the next coming of, I don't know, Duncan Keith or something. But you know that, you know, if he plays solid enough defense and really gives you a good punch offensively, then he's going to be worth less than a million bucks. I think that... To me, the issue is not whether or not it's a good move for the Blackhawks. I feel like it's not one of those moves that really needs to be evaluated in that way. The way that I 
am going to choose to evaluate it. And you kind of alluded to it in your answer to the question is it's interesting to me what this could potentially mean for the Blackhawks in terms of the way they see their roster construction right now, the way that they evaluate the guys that they have on their NHL roster right now. Clearly, they believe in Carl Dahlstrom. They already gave him two fresh years on his contract. Clearly, they believe in Eric Gustafson. The guy played a ton down the stretch. They apparently really like him. And now they've signed Slater Cuckoo. Clearly, they think that those depth pieces that they have on their blue line are worth at least keeping around, if for nothing else, than to provide some competition in training camp for guys like Henry Okaharu and Adam Boquist and guys like that. So to me, I think that the big indicator with this the big thing that you need to kind of keep in mind is what this tells you about the way the Blackhawks are evaluating their own players. And clearly Slater Cuckoo has won them over at least to a degree. They're not just going to let him walk in free agency. I still have questions about how they're going to handle Gustav Forsling. I'm not entirely sure that they're going to bring him back. We are going to get in a minute to some of the restricted free agents that are still left on this roster. But I think to me what this signals is the Blackhawks think that their depth on defense might be okay enough. And like you said, they may still go for a home run or two on defense this offseason with Bowen Byram and with Eric Carlson. But at the very least, it appears to me that they think their depth isn't really an issue at this point on the blue line. Well, early in your answer, you said if Cuckoo is a disaster. And I think we've seen enough to know that he's not going to be a Brandon Manning type where, oh, my God, this guy just simply can't play. I think we've already answered that question. Will he get any better from what he is now? Maybe not. Probably not. He's probably just a guy. But again, for less than a million bucks, I have no problem with taking a look at him. He's a former first round pick. Obviously, he had uh, the ability to get drafted that high by Tampa. So there's something there. You know, there's something there. And, and, And again, I saw nothing that tells me, oh, my God, this guy sucks. He just can't play. We saw that from Brandon Manning. Slater Cuckoo is not ideal especially on what we're hoping is a playoff defense. But again, as a depth guy, as a guy to play, you know, 30, 40 games for whatever reason, um, you could do a lot worse. And I think they are, you know, any kind of rebuild that had been happening over the last couple of years, I think that's over. I think they're they're clearing some cap space. They're happy to clear with Marcus Kruger. Uh, I can't imagine he's back. Uh, No, I can't either. Yeah, he's an unrestricted free agent. Uh, obviously, Chris Kunis is off the books, so you're going to have some cap flexibility. Already, you had the host of money that you never used last season, so that they've got some money to use. I think you're going to use it to make this team competitive. You've also got, like you mentioned, Henry Okaharu probably ready to play the whole season, we hope. I don't mm-hmm. know. It's been, He just sort of disappeared when they set him down, and we haven't heard much about him since. He played well for Rockford, but... I don't know. It's the next month or two is going to be very, very interesting because this could, you could probably argue that this summer is the most important of Stan Bowman's career as Hawks GM because this is make or break. If you don't greatly improve this roster, if you don't nail this number three pick, you're you got this blessing. This fell into your lap. This number three pick fell into your lap. And there's a lot of good players there. I think there's going to be a lot of guys that are good NHL players, but they've got to maximize this pick as best they can. And they've got to have some success in free agency because over the past few years, I don't know if they weren't trying or if players just didn't want to sign here, but they did not have much luck 
It's going to be really interesting to see how the top free agents around the league look at the Blackhawks and if they decide they want to be part of things here. The one cautionary thing I will say is that the Blackhawks are going to have to uh, worry about what they're going to do at goaltender after next season with yeah. Corey Crawford hitting unrestricted free agency. You're also going to have guys like Dylan Strome and Alex DeBrincat who are going to need new contracts after next season. So I still think they're ultimately going to make a run at Eric Carlson. I still think that's what all of this positioning and posturing has been moving towards. What I will say is that if it gets too far above, say, that 9 to $10 million mark with Eric Carlson, I wonder if maybe the Blackhawks pull the reins back on it a little bit. Definitely go out and get Bowen Byram then with that third overall pick. And then focus on just trying to make your defense a little bit deeper because I just think that I don't know if they're going to spend that kind of scratch when they have so many not only needs they're going to have to fill after this coming season, but also the fact that you have those guys like Stroman to who are going to need the new contract. So that's uh, if you want to respond to that, Jay, go ahead. But I was going to kind of transition into the next uh, part of this conversation. I I definitely do want to respond. First, I want to tell everybody the Madhouse Chicago Hockey Podcast is brought to you by Triple Threat Sports. For all your team outfitting needs, call Chris 708-478-6090 or visit triplethreatsports.com. Um, we talked about this with Sam Fells, and and you mentioned how if Carlson gets too expensive, then Byram is the answer. You've got to know what Carlson's looking for before the draft. I get the sense they'll know. I, I think they will, too. They'll have a good idea. And, you know, tampering, you're not supposed to do that. But they've got to know through their back channels, through whatever, if they go to Eric Carlson, if they're really trying to go hard after Eric Carlson and he wants 11 or 12, I don't think they can go that high. And I wonder if with – look, he's been very good in the playoffs. The Sharks' defense is scoring at a huge level. There's no doubt about it. But has he been exposed a little bit as not – exactly as great as maybe we thought he was right maybe the defense is more of a deficiency than we originally thought and I wonder if he has lost some value on the free agent market this year the only way I would say no to that is because he is head and shoulders well I guess you could argue Artemi Panarin would be up there 1b but as far as defensemen go there's no one close in free agency to Eric Carlson so he's going to be the top, or if you want to argue, the second top free agent with Artemi Panarin. And I think both those guys are looking at at least 10, at least 11 each. It's Ooh, possible I, and with that's the way the, the salary cap keeps going up. And but where do there the was Hawks an interesting that line? point that – sorry, sorry, Jay. No, you're good. I, I was just saying, where do the Hawks set that line? Mm. What is their drop-dead number? And that's what they need to know before the draft. Yeah. I I definitely agree with that. And I thought it was an interesting point raised by, I think it was Pierre Lebrun raised this point about the remaining four teams in the NHL playoffs. None of them have a player making more than $8 million a season. If the Blackhawks go out in free agency and get Eric Carlson, they will have three of them. Yep. They would have Kane Taves and Carlson all making above that number. And you also have Brandon Saad making $6 million a year. You have Brent Seabrook making almost $7 million a season. The Blackhawks would once again be a very top-heavy salary team if they go out and get Eric Carlson. 
But at a certain point, with how bad the defense is going to be, you almost have to be willing to take that risk, right? Yeah. Another thing, though, if they do sign Carlson, if they score a tie, and maybe it's Panarin, who knows, I think they have to trade Brandon Saad. I don't think you can have the luxury of a $6 million, a $6 million third-line forward. And I don't know what you're going to get for him at this point. I don't want to say it's almost like a salary dump where you're going to have to just get what you can get for him, sort of like you did with Brian Bickle. You probably wanted to throw in a sweetener, <laughs> I hope, like you had to do with Brian Bickle to get rid of Brandon Saab because he's still effective and he's still a really good player. But I think if they sign Carlson, and if it does cost the, especially if it costs, you know, the ten to twelve million dollar range, they have to they have to move that salary out because you've yeah. got to remain, you've got to have the depth. And you just said it with the Bruins, they've got star power, but they're winning with depth. They've got four lines that are that are helping out and that are that are rolling every night. And yeah, they've like you said, Marchand, Chara, they've got star players, but they're not the kind of guys that get the well Marshawn will eventually get a double digit contract but uh, at this point they're doing it with depth and that's how looking back on it when the Hawks were winning those cups that's how they were doing it they were doing it with depth 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 that's what wins and that's sort of to me the argument against signing a guy like Carlson because it does restrict you from filling out you know your bottom four and your bottom uh, six forward so mm-hmm. I'm kind of on, I'm kind of on, I'm on the fence with this First, before we uh, move into the next part of the conversation, do you know the Bruins' highest-paid player? Rask? It is not Tuka Rask. It's close. He's making $7 million a season. David Krejci? It is David Krejci at $7.25 million. Makes more than David Pasternak, more than Brad Marchand, who, by the way, both of those guys are under contract for the long term. Pasternak has four more seasons. Marchand has six. Wow, what does Marchand make? Uh, Marshan is making six point one million a season. It's a good, really good deal. So they have a lot of six to seven million dollar guys. They have. I'm just counting among the forwards. They have five forwards who make more than six million a season. And let's see. I believe it is. Yeah, Marcus Johansson's going to be a free agent at the end of the season, so he's gone. So the Bruins do have some high salary guys. They're just not as high a salary as the Blackhawks are playing, See, guys. So James, this is what we've talked about for years is yeah. these extra millions here and there. They restrict you from having that one extra guy. So instead, they've got Marchand and uh, Krejci for $14 million. They're getting a similar output to Kane and Taves for twenty. That yeah. matters. And, I'm, and look, you, I'm, not, I'm not taking issue with the Kane and Taves contracts. They needed to be paid what they mm-hmm. were paid at the time. It's what they're worth. It's what they had earned. But now you've got all these contracts where guys are making some extra here, some extra there. And if you have three guys making an extra million and a half, that's a good player you're down. That's a Tory Krug, who, by the way, is making $5.2 million a season. Exactly. Okay, so now that we've talked about the depressing stuff, let's talk about the future-looking stuff. Okay. Shall we? Yeah. On the Blackhawks' current roster right now, they have three unrestricted free agents. They have Marcus Kruger... Chris Kunitz and Cam Ward are any of them in Blackhawk sweaters next season? Uh, I think Kunitz is retiring. Agreed. I can't imagine he plays again. Kruger, unless he takes a huge discount, um, he's making two point seven, almost two point eight this season. There's no way I give him more than a million bucks. If he wants to come back and be the fourth line center for a million bucks, he's only going to be twenty. He's twenty eight years old now. 
Um, so it's not like he's ancient. There are some miles on that body, but he yeah. is still an effective fourth line center for a million bucks. Cool. Anything more <laughs> than that, David Kampf can do it. You can find somebody else to do it. There are other options. Uh, so no, for anything beyond that, I'm I'm letting him walk. And and I think, frankly, this might sound mean, but like I'm just kind of done. I'm done. I'm done with it. I'm ready for someone new. Yeah. By the way, are you going to give him another modified no trade clause? Well, you have to. If you sign him, you have to give him a no movement clause. That is the Stan Bowman. I cannot Bowman. believe he has a modified no trade clause. He can name seven teams that he cannot be traded to. Marcus Flipping Kruger again had a no trade clause. You don't give them. You don't give your third, fourth line center almost three million dollars and a no movement clause. You should do neither. Yeah, certainly don't do both. <clears throat> Artem Anisimov also has a no trade clause. He can name ten teams he cannot be traded to. There's another four and a half million on the books for three years, and he came on a little bit at the end of the year. But he's thirty. He's not going to get better. Um, yep. That that's another guy on your bottom six at this point. Yeah. Who you're pay- so you've got Sod, you've got Anisimov, two guys that finished the season on your bottom six. That's nine and a half million dollars, or Sorry, ten and a half million million dollars, ten and a half million dollars on your books. That's a Jonathan Taves that they have on their books in the form of Brandon Saad and Artem Anisimov. I mean, look, I'm not. I like Saad. I think Saad is worth six million dollars. If you look around the league and look at the play, he is a six million dollar player. He is a luxury the Blackhawks cannot afford to have. Exactly right. Exactly right. So, okay, so we've gone through Marcus Kruger. We've gone through the unrestricted free agents. We don't think that any of them are coming back. No. Now it is time for the restricted free agents. Ooh. There are two forwards on the current roster that are going to be hitting RFA status, and that is David Kampf and Brendan Perlini. You bring both of them back? Both can be had for cheap, I would believe. Perlini uh, made $863,333 last year. He's going to get a similar raise uh, to what Cuckoo got, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, so right under a million. I think probably Camp would have the same argument. He made yep. 925000 so maybe he gets a $50,000 raise or something, gets to right over a million. But again, see, that's it. You don't need Camp and Kruger and Cahoon. You don't need all these guys. <laughs> like, pick two and move on, right? That's kind of my thing with – it's redundant. And yeah. look, Marcus Kruger, thanks for your service. You know, great job with the cups and all that stuff. But I'm just – I'm done. I'm ready – Something yeah, new. me too, man. Something new. All right, what about Gustav Forsling, one of the defensemen who is a restricted free agent? Yeah, he. I might be his last supporter on earth. Yeah, because you you've heard from you guys all know I have said I would let Gustav Forsling go. I'm just not ready to pull the plug on a 22 year old. And there's <sighs> been moments from him that where he looks the part. I think we lose sight of the fact that he's 22. He's 22 years old. We also lose sight of the fact the Blackhawks have like 15 defensemen. I know that. But again, all these things are assets. Like You're not just going to let them go for nothing. I, I Maybe you trade him for a pick at the draft and give some, right, you know, and give a team control of his deal. I, I can go with that. Sure. All right. Here it is. The number three pick and Forsling for the number one pick. Who says no? I'm fairly certain that the uh, Devils would say no. Uh, you mean aside from the Devils, who says no? Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, wishful thing. Okay, fine. Throw in John Hayden. That you know what you win. You win that. Um. All right. So 
There are a couple of non-roster guys who are hitting uh, restricted free agency that I'm curious about how you think the Hawks are going to handle him. Dylan Secura is on that list. He's hitting RFA. And also Anton Forsberg, goaltender Anton Forsberg, is going to be an RFA. I, I think with Cam Ward going, you almost kind of have to keep Anton Forsberg around as an insurance policy, don't you? Yeah, unless they're going to bring Ward back for a million or whatever. Yeah, I don't know if that's going to happen. No, or I don't not. think so. He, I, don't, I don't know. It, this, it's Bowman, man. It's so unpredictable. Who knows? And yeah, so, some of, just. I wasn't sure if I'd get any like real like you know strong takes one way or the other on some of these guys. Like I thought maybe Secura. Secura is an interesting one to me. Like I almost feel like this is going to be a make the team or you're out of out of dodge kind of thing next year. Well, look, he played what like the last twenty games on the top line and couldn't yep. score. And I know he played well. He was not yeah. bad. He just like there was some snake bite to that. Sure. But again, I, I'd be hypocritical to say, well, I'm not giving up on 22-year-old Gustav Forsling, who's played, what, 120-some games already, uh, yep. and then give up on 23-year-old doing secure after 30 or what would he play? Yeah, 33 games last year. So I don't know. I'm bringing him back. It's not going to cost a lot, and there, it's, it'll be a two-way deal. I, I think yep. a lot of these young guys that you know that you've had a look at and you, and you don't hate, I think you, wrap, I think you sign them. You get them yeah. for cheap and just – Look, you've got a lot of NHL potential players on your team, and someone, some team's going to have an injury, and some team's going to want to trade for somebody, and you'll right. have assets to move. It also takes some pressure off um, Adam Boquist from having to make the team this year, potentially Bowen Byram if they draft him. If they've got these, I know ideally we'd all want Byram to start the season here if they do indeed draft him at three, but it's probably not ideal for the development of a 19 year old defenseman. So having but he's these guys... also by head and shoulders above every other defenseman yes, in this draft. No doubt. If anyone can start in the NHL, it's him. As far as defensemen go, yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I don't know. It, it's to me, there you can't have too many, and uh, these lower level deals, these guys can be sent down. They can be waived. Whatever the whatever it needs to be per for each player, the Blackhawks can do without much fear of losing them. And if someone really wants Gustav Forsling. At the draft or, or whatever, then fine. Get a second round pick for him or something. Third round pick. Use him as a sweetener in another deal. But I'm not. I'm not just letting any of these guys walk for nothing. I'm. Right. I, I just. You know. It just doesn't make sense. One thing to keep an eye on too with the Blackhawks is that they have 47 contracts currently on the books. Obviously, that number is going to go down with RFA and stuff like that. But. You don't want to you want to like kind of make yourself close to 50, but you want to give yourself a little bit of flexibility, too. For sure. Yeah. Uh, you want to take a break here and we'll come back with some news and notesy sort of stuff. I feel like that was a really uh, good first segment. I think we gave the people a lot of hockey conversation. That was a 24 red hot minutes of Blackhawks conversation. Um, that That's pretty solid. There, I, there hasn't been much going on in Blackhawks world. So that was good. Want to tell everybody, by the way. Uh, over our last few podcasts, we've mentioned Rabbit Brewing's Feast of the Goat Queen. It's this Friday, yes. May 17th. I am so excited. Uh, for those of you that don't know, for those of you who have not been at Rabbit Brewing for our events, they're a local craft brewer in Homewood. By the way, they just sold their first keg to a uh, to a bar in Woodbury. I don't want to misspeak, but they, they are in. Let me look it up. I don't want to say the wrong thing. But they sold their first keg, and they are in a bar. Um, now you, so if you're not a rabbit, you can actually go there 
and uh, drink their beer. Where the hell is this? I'm going to go crazy if I don't find this. Uh, <laughs> it's like the Irish Oak or the Irish something or other. The I don't Irish know. Christ, Does your family own it. that? The who? The Irish Oak. Does your family own that? No, that's the Black Oak. And that was a joke. That's That's gone. That's no longer in the family. Yeah, I know. That's why I made the joke. Anyway, we will not speak of them ever again. Uh, the Feast <laughs> of the Goat Queen. It is Friday. Starts at 4 for some kid-friendly stuff. They're going to have some goats on site to, so the kids can pet the goats. Live but music. I want to pet a goat. Well, get there. You got to get there by 7. 4 to 7 is the family-friendly hour with the hours with kids music, kids music, face painting, goat petting. Then at 7 o'clock. Uh, the kids get kicked out. The heavy metal starts to play and the beer starts to flow. Uh, so show up. There's going to be food trucks there. It's going to be a great time. Those of you that are craft beer enthusiasts, Dark Lord Day at Three Floyds is the next day. That's why Rabbit is having the Feast of the Goat Queen here. If you don't know, Three Floyds is 20, 30 minutes. Not, not, it's not 30 minutes. It's 20 minutes tops from Homewood. So if you're planning on going to Dark Lord Day, come out to Homewood. Grab a cheap hotel room nearby. Come to Feast of the Goat Queen on Friday night, then head out to Three Floyds on Saturday. It'll be an awesome weekend of drinking and fun. James and I are going to be there at the Feast of the Goat Queen. So come say hi. Come drink some mythological level craft ales with us at Rabbit Brewing in Homewood, Illinois. All right, let's take a break. Come back, and we will do some news notes. We'll talk some playoffs, talk about the worlds, and uh, some other things before we wrap things up on this Madhouse Chicago Hockey Podcast. Hot flashes, irritability, intimate dryness, even unsatisfying sex. Hi, I'm Dr. Alyssa Dweck, a board-certified OBGYN who has spent over 20 years helping women just like you safely find relief from these very natural symptoms without having to resort to hormones. To help my patients feel their best, I recommend products from Bonafide Health. Bonafide is a women's health company dedicated to providing women with non-hormonal and clinically validated products that work. Bonafide provides safe and effective solutions to manage a range of menopausal, sexual health, and PMS-related symptoms. That's why I recommend Bonafide products to my patients every day. In fact, I am also a Bonafide medical advisor. What I like most is that Bonafide products provide women real relief without compromise. Ladies, don't waste another minute feeling less than your best. Go to HelloBonafide.com and use code RADIO39 to save 20%. That's HelloBonafide.com and code RADIO39. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. These products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Offer valid on subscription only. With Metro by T-Mobile, your hard-earned money goes further. This tax season, there's zero fees to switch. Enjoy Metro's lowest price. Just 25 bucks a line for four lines. Plus, get four free Samsung Galaxy phones when you switch. Now that's the best deal in wireless. Metro by T-Mobile, empowering you to rule your day. All lines lose promo rate if any deactivates. No fees on select phones. Limit one per line with eligible port. Excludes sales tax. Limited time offer. Additional terms apply. See MetroByTMobile.com. Welcome back to the Madhouse Chicago Hockey Podcast. Jay Zawaski with you. James Naveau out in Bourbon A. Got to tell you about our friends at Marishka's in Crest Hill, 604 Theodore Street. By the way, my dad and I were talking at our Mother's Day brunch. We're going on Father's Day to Marishka's. I'm going to call Joe, make a reservation now. My dad has never had the poor boy. It's time. He's overdue. And I know when my dad has Marishka's, he is going to love it. He will talk about it until the day he dies. It will be his favorite place immediately. So that's where we're going. We're going to have the poor boy, the steaks, the seafood, the chops, everything. Everything at Marishka's is outstanding. So bring your family, 
Bring Your Friend, 604 Theodore Street in Crest Hill. Family owned and operated since 1933. They're closed only on Christmas, Easter, the 4th of July, and Thanksgiving. So go visit Joe and the Zadralovich family. Tell them the Madhouse podcast sent you. You will love it. Absolutely love it. By the way, I want to pay off what I said about Rabbit Brewing. They sold their first keg to the Irish legend pub and restaurant in Willow Springs. So go if you're out in that area and you haven't been to Rabbit, head out to the Irish legend and sample some delicious Rabbit beer. You will absolutely love it. It's 8933 Archer Avenue in Willow Springs. So still the south side, but not exactly near Homewood. So go out there, try the fantastic Rabbit beer. All right, James. The Worlds are going on. Patrick Kane's there. Alex DeBrinkett's there. Dylan Strom's there. A bunch of Blackhawks are there and performing pretty well. Uh, let's let's go over how the Blackhawks are performing and maybe an, a player or two you need to keep an eye on who could be future Blackhawks coming up. Yeah, it's been an interesting tournament so far. Team USA got off to a uh, rough start. They lost to the hockey powerhouse of Slovakia. They uh, didn't look good in that game, but they have bounced back. They beat France, and then they, uh, I believe, beat Finland. And then their next game is against Great Britain. So we'll see if those pesky British are any uh, good at anything but uh, popping out royal babies. And oh, stuff. governor. Yeah, Dump that's pretty much where zone, we're at governor. right now, man. Yeah, that's all I am. Sorry. <laughs> Wow, that was interesting. So, so far, uh, the standouts for the tournament, I think, really for me, has been Alex DeBrincat. He has three goals for Team USA. Just continuing the awesome work that he's been doing so far, just this year in general. I've really liked what I've seen from him. Philip Kurashev, by the way, from Switzerland. Blackhawks prospect doing really well. Had a really sweet goal today, I believe it was, against Austria. It was. I saw that on Twitter today. He's he's having himself a decent little tournament. And then Dylan Strome has a goal as well for the Blackhawks. And then Henry Okaharu has been shut out. He does not have any points yet. Well, he'll get there. Look at, uh, by the way, uh, from a team Slovakia, uh, Dominic Kubalik. Kubalik? Kubalik, I think Kubalik. it is. Yeah, he is having a really strong tournament. Uh, multi-point game in their win over Norway. And, yeah, it's Norway. It's not the Norwegian soccer team. It's not quite the same thing. <laughs> uh, but th- that's another name, Kubalik, who they traded for le- at the end of last season. Kind of a quiet thing, a trade with the Kings. But he's been really, really good uh, in the tournament so far for Slovakia. So there are some Blackhawks uh, on the horizon. These guys, like these Cahoons and the Camps that are uh, solid NHL players that are, that kind of are under the radar. They're not the top prospects we talk about a lot. But the Hawks have a way of finding these international guys and uh, turning them into decent uh, NHL players. By the way, one thing we forgot to mention, Victor Edsel, who you and I both sort of had penciled in to the opening day roster last year, will not be returning to the Blackhawks next season. That, to me, is a bit of a surprise, but it was also a surprise when he didn't make the team. I thought for sure he'd be a guy who, at least, even if he didn't make it out of camp, would be a guy that they would call up every now and again. He never got a look last season, so he is heading to the uh, SHL in Sweden uh, to uh, continue his career. So that was interesting. So that Ryan Hartman trade, um, it was Edsel. It was – who was the other one that came in that deal? Uh, Uh, They they got the Debrinket pick, which was good. Yeah, the Debrinket pick, which obviously paid off. But there was one more piece. Oh, uh, whatever it was. It it doesn't matter. So the only remaining piece of that deal – is Alex Dabrinkit. So Edsel heading to Sweden, which is a bit surprising, but I guess 
I don't know. Maybe not. Yeah, it was uh, very strange to see the way that all played out. Clearly not satisfied with the way he's being handled by the Blackhawks, I think. Just one of those things, I guess, it just didn't work out. I was personally impressed with what I had seen from him, and I thought he could have been a good fit last season. But my guess is he just probably wasn't going to be necessarily a fit for Jeremy Colladin's system in Chicago. Didn't think he'd really have a shot to make the roster out of training camp, I suppose. So, yeah, staying in Sweden, uh next season so kind of a bummer but uh the back to the world championships current group leader is germany in group a the the united states fifth place right now and after they play great britain they still have only played one of the top four teams in that group so tough road ahead for team usa yeah that's it's weird i don't know i this tournament seems to it, it happens every year. It doesn't get a ton of coverage, even though you've got some really great NHL players playing. Um, I don't know. USA is just so it's just kind of maddening. Like, shouldn't they be a shoe in every year at this point? Like Canada, you can count on Russia, you can count on Sweden, Finland, and the US just kind of every now and again, they'll just kind of crap the bed in one of these world tournaments and it's it's surprising i don't know it's it's a weird it goes back to the nagano thing with me where it's like yep. always in my head i know those kids the guys on a team were probably not even born then but just the disappointment of that will always resonate with me not just the fact that they sucked ass in the olympics but the entire team just were complete dicks on the entire thing they trashed their hotel rooms they were just it was debauchery the whole time so that those Nagano Olympic games still are in the back of my head. I don't know why I can't shake those and what it's going to yeah. take. It's been, yeah. what, 25 years or whatever. I should probably get over it. <laughs> well, just just know that over the next week, the U.S. has to play Denmark, who they're tied with right now. Their last two games are against Germany and Canada. They have a tough road to hoe. That's that, they, they've got to win the Great Britain and Denmark games if they're going to have any chance of really making any noise in this tournament. So definitely keep an eye on the Blackhawks who are overplaying in that tournament right now. Been kind of interesting so far. I would encourage you to keep up with it. Before we get into some NHL playoff talk, I wanted to talk just briefly here about the other two teams in Chicago who are still in the playoffs. Yeah, if you're fiending for some Chicago hockey, you've got some options. Yeah, the Chicago Steel are in the Clark Cup final for the second time in three years. Bad news, though. They are down two to nothing in the best of five series. But the next three games are or next two games, I should say, are on home ice at the Fox Valley Ice Arena out in Geneva on Friday and Saturday. So you can go out and cheer for the steal there. And then the Chicago Wolves have made it to the Western Conference Finals in the Clark Cup playoffs where they will take on the San Diego Gulls. Oh, man. Throw out the record books when the Gulls and Wolves get together. Uh, No, that's great. The Wolves have been really good all year, so it's not a surprise that that they are where they are. They've earned it. They've played awesome. Uh, ChicagoWolves.com. But by the way, the Steel, um... That is some kick-ass hockey. I went there, and I went. I had a couple events with the score there, actually, a couple appearances during games where literally no one came to see me, but that's a different story. Um, that hockey is exciting. It's fast. There's some legit prospects there. Like Austin Matthews played there the year before he came into the NHL. Good players play in the Chicago Steels League. So head out to uh, Geneva, catch a Steel game while you still can. 
Uh, it's an awesome time. If you're sort of itching for some hockey, you will not be disappointed. It's not like crappy, like, oh, look at this, like, beer league, like, glorified beer league. No, no, this is legit junior hockey. It's really good. It's really exciting. You will not regret the low amount of money you spend to go to a steel game. This is not an ad. They're not paying us for this. Full disclosure, uh, I just really enjoy the games I've seen out in Geneva. So uh, with that, let's move on to the Stanley Cup uh conference finals that are going on right now and speaking of right now it is uh the start of the third period and carolina and the bruins are winning the game two to one they have a two nothing series lead over our beloved jerks and ah, uh, it's it's giving me the sad me emotionally yeah it's giving me the sad feelies and i'm uh frankly i don't want to talk about it yeah i don't really want to talk too much <laughs> about the boston bruins like i just does boston need another freaking title like, you already have the Red Sox. You already have the freaking Patriots. Go the hell away. Well, they do. I'm tired if you're of play- Boston right now. If they you're end on up, notice. If they, <laughs> if they end up facing the Blues, then absolutely, yes, I'm a huge Bruins fan. So, wait, okay. I, I don't know if I'm going to watch any of the freaking final if it's Boston and St. Louis. I'm just going to be 100% honest. Who man. are you going to cheer for? Death. The sweet release <laughs> of death. The sweet meteor of doom. Yes, please, God. Why couldn't that meteor the other night have hit Chicago? Why? I just want to remind you how insufferable Blues fans are. And Boston fans are insufferable as a whole. But guess what? They've got the hardware to back it up. Blues fans have never won a damn thing. They've got the stupid guy with the sock. They sing Gloria for some reason. And they sing Take Me Home Country Roads, a song about West Virginia. When you have no identity of your own, you have to adopt all these other crappy identities. Go away, St. Louis. No one wants you here. And I'm talking about Those the, the ravioli sucks. Yeah, I'm talking about the city of St. Louis. Just go. Go on. Chew. Go away. Just, by, oh, by the way, I'm going to be in St. Louis at the beginning of June for a Cubs Cardinals game. So that well, ought to be great. You're going for good reason. You're going to yeah. watch another sweep. <laughs> oh, man. So. I was going to say something about the blues and now I just completely lost. Oh, now I remember. Yes. I, I unfortunately, once again, this whole discussion about St. Louis, I have to bring up the qualifier. I picked them to go to the cup final. You son of a. Yeah. So in our brackets, I picked it in our bracket. Yeah. I picked the blues to make the cup final. Wow. That's actually pretty impressive. No, it's not. Shut up. It's terrible. <laughs> I did a bad thing. A thing that I feel great shame about. Well, that you, you should feel great shame about it. Yeah. But uh, you did it, and uh, it's that makes you look smart. Between the or, two of us. Or it makes me look like uh, I'm betraying our uh, fans. That's what I'm doing. Hey, we have to be objective, even though yeah. I literally just said that I it want li- St. Louis to just go away in general. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. I, okay, so the hockey part of this is, of course, the team that everybody wants to win is losing right now. Like, I feel like a lot of people had finally come around and wised up and joined I, the noted Carolina Hurricanes fan, a long in time for this team, just in time for them to completely wet the bet against the Bruins. Yeah, it's, it's really disappointing. Bad. It's yeah. uh, it. It's hard for me to admit it. Boston's just they're a very complete team. They they just are. Like you can't really can't say anything else about it. Like no. they they've earned it, man. In the games they played against the Hawks this year, they were almost mechanical in the way they played. 
Their system is very strong. We've we've mentioned their depth already. They just sort of it's almost robotic the way they play. They're just so good, so deep. They're just rolling lines, rolling lines. That Winter Classic game was a perfect example. It's just like the Hawks could not get anything going. It was just mm-hmm. they I don't I'm not saying they're perfect by any means, but they play this very efficient style of hockey. They're relentless, man. They never stop. Their discipline is so for a team with Brad Marchand, their discipline is surprisingly good. Right, but when we say discipline, and you're saying this too, obviously, it's not about it's not penalty discipline. It's system discipline. Yeah, and that's yeah. how they play, and that's why they're taking apart the Carolina Hurricanes. By the way, if you are a listener in the St. Louis area and you'd like to relocate, you got to call Michael Elwood at Remax First Service seven zero eight six seven five sixteen hundred. He will help you find your dream home literally anywhere but St. Louis. <laughs> Give Michael Elwood a call, 708-675-1600. Find your dream home with Remax First Service. By the way, you picked the Blues. I picked the Hurricanes to get to the Stanley Cup final. No, I didn't. Oh, look no, at I didn't. you go. No, I didn't. No, I didn't. To the conference final because I picked Ew, the Lightning. Like, well, I picked the Lightning like everyone else on Earth. That's true. But that's pretty I good. Did. Yeah, I'll take that. I mean... What else are you supposed to do, man? I, I, I guess that's what makes us hockey, hockey experts. <laughs> I suppose so. Yeah. Um, I, I Speaking of uh, hockey experts, it was pointed out to me the other night that or last night by a friend of mine named Eric. He pointed out we have not done a Cholula hot take in a while. So is our hatred of St. Louis, does that qualify as a Cholula hot take? Um. I am mad at Cholula for friend zoning us all those years ago. Oh uh, yeah, it's, you're still mad about that? Yes. Okay. You know what? I, I can accept it. Yeah. I can accept it, Jay. And frankly, I feel a little bit burned too. Yeah, we have enough. Uh, you know, we have enough. Listen, sponsors that like us and want to be part of things. So mm-hmm. you know what? Yeah. Screw you. Yeah. I didn't mean that. I love you. You know what? Cholula. I'm glad. I'm glad we were. I'm glad we talked about this. I'm glad we did. All right, are you ready for the email of the show? Should we do the sin bin first? Oh, stop with the old Sorry, bits. Sorry, I'm going to bring up all the old segments we used to do. On the uh, the Big Novoski Hockey Podcast? Yeah. <laughs> all right, let's do some emails and relieve our fans of this, shall we? Okay, that's a good idea. Email the guys at madhousepod at gmail.com or follow them on Twitter at madhousepod. The email segment, as always, is brought to you by Chuck's Southern Comforts Cafe with locations in Burbank and Darien. Visit chuckscafe.com. Guess where I went Saturday. Did you go Saturday morning? No, I went Saturday evening to Chuck's. Ah, see, I was hoping you got the beignets. No, I got the Cochinita Pabil. Which is my favorite meal on earth. It was absolutely outstanding. That's the uh, pork shoulder rubbed in the achiote spices, served with tortillas, black beans, rice, and an orange habanero salsa. Fantastic. I told you about the bosun balls or bosun balls. I don't know how to say it. B-O-I-S-E-N balls. It's basically an arachetta, which is filled with pulled pork and dewy rice. Oh, my God. Amazing. But then I had a grilled pineapple jalapeno margarita dude i'm telling you one of the finest cocktails i've ever had in my life and i went with my friend sarah who is a cocktail expert and she was blown away by chuck's cocktails so not only is the food amazing not only is the beer menu amazing 
The cocktails are also fantastic. So go to Chuck's, chuckscafe.com, Burbank, Darien, do yourself the favor and bury yourself in delicious food, beer, and cocktails. All right, the email of the show is a little different, but this is something I've heard a couple times and I want to address it. So here we go. This is from Dan Horgan. He says, have you guys thought about streaming podcasts live on YouTube or anything like video and audio and all that? If you're interested in doing it, let me know. Ooh, and I can help set it up if you guys wanted. I have considered doing live podcasts before. We did it once on Facebook. Yep. And I made like a makeshift TV studio in my basement where I put like... It was like, really fun. I put the, our logo, our sponsored logos on the TV screen behind us. I put some Hawks bobbleheads around us and I just used a cell phone camera and it worked pretty well. But I think the idea of having like... Maybe Dan's a professional. Maybe he's got a boom mic or something like that where the audio quality would not suffer like it did with the cell phone. Uh, That is something I would love to consider. I don't know. See, that's sort of I know a lot about radio. I know a lot about podcasting. I know a lot about audio editing and posting and stuff like that. But the live thing is sort of where I fall apart. And I've thought about like a Google Hangout that we could do that people could watch. I've thought about that. But then I always worry about the sound quality. I'm a stickler for quality. And I think that that's part of the reason why our podcast does better than some other hockey podcasts, aside from the stellar content. Um, I think our audio quality is really, really good, and that matters. I think that matters to the listener. So um, I'm always sort of thinking that way when I'm thinking about the next step for the podcast. We started doing, uh, during the season, we'll do those again, those little short video features on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook, so little one-minute chunk highlights of the show. Um but, yeah, it's, live is something I've thought about a lot, and I just really don't know how to approach it. So, Dan, if you've got some ideas or uh, anyone else listening has ever done anything like that, please get in touch with us, madhousepod at gmail.com. We'd love to make it happen. Yeah, I mean, that's a really interesting idea. I know I know, we have talked about it before. We've talked about doing another uh, Facebook Live edition of the podcast. I mean, to do them every – I don't think we'd ever no. do them every single podcast no, because obviously no. that would mean we'd have to be in the same place. And I'm not about to do that split screening stuff that you see on like Jalen and Jacoby or whatever other combination ESPN comes up with this week. I'm not interested in that. Like I'll definitely Facebook live really interested in doing that occasionally. I wouldn't mind doing a YouTube stream occasionally. Yeah, it's it's an interesting thing. I, I do have a question, though. Who the hell wants to see our faces, yeah, man? Yeah, that's a good point by you. Uh, we should zoom out. Just that's a good idea. Or, better yet, what we do is put our wives on camera instead of us. There you go. Or we could blur our pictures, just like like, be- uh, <laughs> like they blur junk on network TV. Right. Or maybe like do like Japanese sumo wrestling and we just talk over it. We, we could do that a rabid, for sure. Oh, we could. <laughs> See, I, the, the thing that bothers me about video streaming, unless it's like produced, is like, does anyone want to watch the same camera shot for an hour? <sighs> no. Yeah, I don't know. No. Like, I think maybe the way to do this is, and this is something that I like that we're producing the show live right now. Yeah. What we what? could do? You it, know what? It was it was a viewer or a listener question. Yeah. Um, yeah. Special events, trade deadline. Uh, you know, free agency starting. The draft, whatever. Even if like a news story happens, you and I, you or I, or you and I, could pop onto Twitter and do like a Periscope video real quick that just lives sure. on Twitter for as long as it needs to be there. We do the same thing on our Facebook page. Those options exist. I think I need to be a little more um, 
not open-minded, but aware of opportunities like that. Like, hey, we could do a quick five-minute thing on on you know this story right now and get some views and get some promotion out of it. We should we should have our heads in that. That should sort of be the next step for us. Yeah, is quick little, I mean, they, more often things like that. Well, think about it this way, dude. We're entering our fifth season oh of God. doing this yeah. in October. Whew, that is five crazy. seasons. Yeah, maybe we'll do like some uh, special anniversary stuff too. That'd be kind of fun. That would be fun. I see if I can find the old Big Novowski open. <laughs> oh God, yeah, do that. Um, I I think that's a good idea. We'll do some anniversary content. Glad we just came up with that idea right here and right now. Uh, we will definitely uh, do some video. And yeah, it's a you know what? It's a good reminder. Always think out of the box, kids. You never know what you're going to come up with. Well, the other thing too is we've been sort of looking for ways to program over the summer. You know how do we how do we make give you guys enough content to make keep us in your mind, right? And to not just do podcasts. For, see, I'm also the other side of it, and this is the radio producer in me. Is I hate doing things for the sake of doing them. Like whenever there's a a radio show I'm producing, it's like, well, what guests should we have on? Like, all right, well, what are the stories you want to talk about? Do any of these require guests? I hate doing a guest for the sake of it. Like tonight, the Cubs beat the Reds. That does not require a guest, right? It's it's not necessary to have a guest on tomorrow to talk about how the Cubs beat the Reds. They, Kyle mm-hmm. Hendricks was great. The Cubs scored more runs. The end. There's not a story there. We can talk about that ourselves. So I'm always almost probably to a fault. Like, are we doing too much? I know we're not doing too much in the off season, but I want to make sure we're not wasting your time with content either. We could just spam <laughs> you with crap all day long. I don't think our listeners want that. I don't think they want their timeline full of mad pot of pot. Like, do you really want me doing 20 minutes on this leader cuckoo signing yesterday? Probably we technically not. just did 20 minutes on it today, but that's the podcast. People are, they are actively seeking that. It's not popping up and interfering in our Facebook feeds or their Twitter Fair feeds, right? It's they're, they're actively seeking it. And we did a bunch yeah. of other stuff too. I don't know. It, give us some ideas. Like, what what sort of stuff would you like to see from us? We'd love your suggestions. Again, madhousepod at gmail.com. Uh, more outings, uh, meetups, meet and greets, whatever. Um, Come out on Friday to freaking Rabbit Brewing. We're both going to be there. Yeah, it's going to be beautiful weather. It's There's no excuse. This is going to be a great event. Everything Rabbit does is just, they do a great job. The, the events we've had there have been perfect. Everything's gone smoothly. Everyone leaves happy. This They've been planning this event for months. Uh, my friend Sarah, who I mentioned, the cocktail expert, is also a uh, city planner for Homewood, and she's been hired to help plan this. It's going to be spectacular. Anyone who's ever been to Homewood at the Fall Fest or whatever knows how awesome it is. It's going to be a great event. So join us at the Feast of the Goat Queen Friday kids activities from four to seven then it's a uh, 21 and over from 7 p.m on but come on out to rabbit brewing in homewood we'll see you there all right let's wrap this up are you ready i'm ready all right thank you james for joining me glad the cubs game started early ended early so we can get this done before i should be in bed want to thank Bam. rabbit brewing our sponsors of course triple threat sports for all your team outfitting needs call chris 708-478-6090 marishka's and crest hill family owned and operated since 1933 chuck's southern comforts cafe with locations in burbank and darien visit chuckscafe.com and of course michael elwood with remax first service 708-675-1600 move out of st louis go somewhere better with michael elwood of remax first service we'll be back with more madhouse podcast content 
in the very near future. The draft's coming up. Free agency's coming up. We'll have plenty of stuff to do. But again, your suggestions. We're open. We're open for ideas. We're open for suggestions. MadhousePod at gmail.com is a way to get a hold of us. Hit us up on our Facebook page as well, on our Twitter account, at MadhousePod. We are easy to find. So find us, find us, find us. Give us your thoughts. With that, we're going to wrap things up. Thanks for listening to the Madhouse Chicago Hockey Podcast. For all you foodies out there, I'm unwrapping a McDonald's steak, egg, and cheese bagel. Ooh, look at this steak. And the juice running down the side. Got a little bit on the wrapper here. Mmm. And then the fluffy egg and real cheese folded over the side looking just so good. Mmm. Mmm. Grilled onions and a butter bagel, too. Thumbs up for McDonald's steak, egg, and cheese bagel for breakfast. Love it. Mmm. I participate in McDonald's. Good afternoon. Would you like to try a free sample of our double fudge brownie? Oh, sure. Mmm. That's very good. I'll just take one more, just to be sure. Yep. Still very good. Some things never change. Like never being able to take just one free sample. And Geico saving folks lots of money on their car insurance. Mmm. Is that macadamia nut I taste? Let me take one more. Sir, mm. yeah, I thought so. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more.